0: It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Welcome to 2023. The 118th Congress begins Tuesday, and with it, divided government. Yes, there will be a Republican majority in the House, but lots of uncertainty about its control. Kevin McCarthy desperately wants to be Speaker. But there are reportedly between five and 10 members in the caucus who've pledged not to vote for him. With 218 votes needed, he can only lose four. The opposition to McCarthy as speaker is mostly coming from the far right. One of the loudest is Florida man Matt Gates, who's been pushing for concessions that no self-respecting speaker would ever give. Yet McCarthy has acquiesced on pretty much every change they've sought, including the motion to vacate the procedure under which a speaker can be removed from office. The new Congress begins with 434 members. That's due to the death of Congressman Don McEachin of Virginia. A simple majority of the votes of those present is needed. So 218, unless some of the members just don't show up. If McCarthy fails to get the majority on the first ballot, it'll go to a second vote for the first time in more than 100 years. On the other side of the Capitol, Democrats retain control of the Senate with one more seat than they held in the 117th Congress. Seven new senators will be sworn in on Tuesday. They are Katie Britt from Alabama at just 40 years old. She will be the third youngest senator. She's replacing Senator Richard Shelby, for whom she served as chief of staff. In North Carolina, Ted Budd will be sworn in as senator to replace the retiring Richard Burr. John Fetterman of Pennsylvania will be sworn in as the one Senate seat to change hands in the 2022 midterms. Fetterman defeated Mehmet Oz in the race to replace the retiring Republican Senator Pat Toomey. Oklahoma brings us Mark Wayne Mullen replacing noted climate change denier Jim Inhofe. In Missouri, Eric Schmidt, a Republican, replaces the retiring Roy Blunt. J.D. Vance, unfortunately, won the seat in Ohio, taking over for Rob Portman. And in Vermont, Peter Welch enters the Senate after serving as Vermont's lone House member since 2007, replacing one of the Senate's longest serving members, Patrick Leahy, who is retiring. So with the end of the 117th Congress, with the end of 2022, comes the end of the House Select Committee investigating the events surrounding January 6th. But before they officially adjourned, still more documents were made public on Sunday. Some of the interesting transcripts we're now seeing are text messages between Hope Hicks and a former Ivanka staffer, Julie Radford. Hope Hicks saying, I'm so mad and upset. We all look like domestic terrorists now. Ooh. There's a transcript of a text conversation between Senator Mike Lee and Cleta Mitchell and some. Pretty telling texts between Cassidy Hutchinson and Secret Service guy Tony Ornato about Donald Trump's conversations with Marjorie Taylor Greene in December and about wanting to go to the Capitol on January 6th. And by the way, if you've not yet seen the report but are just itching to start reading, well, it is all posted at January 6th, January number 6th, th.house.gov where everything is posted. But if you're concerned, like many are, that the incoming Republican-controlled House will immediately take down that website, never fear. Our friends at the Lawfare blog have archived the entire thing for us. So you can find it at lawfareblog.com. The internet, as they say, is forever. In international news, Lula Da Silva returned to Brazil's presidency on Sunday, starting a third term after serving between 2003 and 2010. The former president, Jair Bolsonaro, defeated by Lula in October, left for Florida on Friday. Of course, after pulling his own Trump, fueling threats of violence with baseless allegations about electoral problems. Lula took the oath of office, promising to fight hunger, poverty and racism and rebuild a country that he said was in, quote, terrible ruins. Reuters reporting that Ukrainian forces shot down 45 Iranian-made drones fired by Russia on Sunday, the first day of the new year. The Russian attacks did damage some energy facilities, forcing even more power outages in Kyiv. Reports are that at least four civilians were killed and dozens injured across the country over the weekend. And Vladimir Putin in Russia gave an unusually aggressive New Year's message, timing his broadcast with more missile attacks. And finally, Politico reporting that Bernie Sanders said it is not yet the right time to discuss whether or not he'll run again, saying, quote, I'll make a decision at the appropriate time. People need to breathe. Good advice, Senator good advice and that's just a bit of what's news for now i'm nicole sandler if you appreciate these reports and the nicole sandler show i hope you'll consider making a contribution my work is fully listener supported and i can't do it without your help find out more at nicole and please click on that donate button